up your frozen dinners, grab your TV tray, and settle in for another episode of The Plus Platoon, your podcast for all things Disney Plus, brought to you by Disney Plus fans. Watch along with us every week as we cover all the new, the old, the good, and the bad on Disney Plus. So put down that remote, don't touch that dial, and welcome your fabulous Plus Platoon host. Hey everyone, my name's Derek, and we are the Plus Platoon. The Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to revisit some of the classic Disney that's on the platform. Please make sure you're subscribed and you will never miss a moment. We are starting season two. It's a new year. It's a new season. So for season two, I'm going to bring in the entire platoon is here tonight. So let's start with Kate. Kate, how you doing this evening? And I, I, even better, Kate, we can't hear Kate. So it'll be even a quicker show. <laughs> um, I'm so good. I didn't realize that the, we are starting season two. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah it's a figure new year, new season. Why not? So next, joining us from Animal Kingdom Lodge is Peter. Pete, I think we all wish we were where you are today. Jumbo, everybody. <laughs> yeah. What part are you got, at today? I, I, I'm I'm ready here. I was at Magic Kingdom today and I got my Boba Fett t-shirt. So you're all set. Show. Next we have Rebecca. Rebecca, Hello. how's it going? Good. I have my park hopper sweatshirt on. Nice. So I kind of feel in the vibe today. Like, like it's, we just have a Disney vibe today. Oh, Gert's got a Gertie, dinosaur. Gertie the dinosaur. From Hollywood so she, Studios. She, she's there up, you she's go. up in the studios. And then we've got, last and certainly not least, is Sam. Yeah. Sam. Hey everyone, I'm good. I'm I'm repping my other podcast right now, but I also have behind me. You can see some uh, Disney Parks uh, posters as well. So that one, yeah, we have familiar. I know that we have the same Haunted Mansion one, or or at least very similar, if not exactly the same. Different because mine's from Magic Kingdom and yours is from Disneyland. You're, you know, you're right. I know because both of these are from Disneyland. Yes. Liberty Square versus New Orleans Square. <laughs> I'm sure so our listeners fun. are all excited about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And Kate's repping her new yeah. uh, her new watch. Yeah. Oh, oh and Rebecca's, Rebecca's, Rebecca's got some new hardware. Yeah, Rebecca's a little bit of bling, too. So congratulations, Rebecca. <laughs> congrats. Hooray. We've got Steve with us tonight, says congrats on season two. Ryan's with us. Dan is with us. Tim says season two, let's go. Uh, Dan says, Pete, your vacation looks like it's been amazing. Um, and Tim says he was wishing, wish he was at Animal Kingdom 46 days. Tim, I'm actually there in about 65. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, back to Disney Plus, because that's you know kind of what we talk about here. <laughs> we have a little bit of Disney Plus news. Kate, what we got going on this week? It is time for the Disney Plus news. I'm not muted, right? Nope, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> uh, first of all, plans have begun for a second season of Behind the Attraction. No announcements on timing or attractions have been made, but the producer confirmed that a second season is in the works, which that's good. We liked that one. Um, and last but not least, casting rumors are beginning for the Percy Jackson series. Ooh, say that seven times fast. That will be coming to Disney Plus. 
this will not be connected with the previous movies and is being supervised by the offer uh, author Rick Reardon. So there you go. Back to you and all of my I can speak. It's fine. We're doing great. Yeah. And I know there's some mixed reactions on that Percy Jackson series on this platoon. So we'll have to see what it is when it comes out. I love I'll give it a chance. Yeah. Love, love, hey, love. you give everything a chance here on Plus yeah. Platoon. I don't know anything about Percy Jackson. So it's Boba Fett, Greek right? gods and goddesses. Oh, cool. I like it. So And they're kids. Um, and Ryan says, behind the attraction too, yes, best of the pushing of the parks. <laughs> uh, I would see that and raise you the Imagineering story or prop culture. But Imagineering story, I think, is a better show. So Yeah, but behind the attractions yeah. was good. Yeah. Well, this week we have started Book of Boba Fett. We have episode one out. And Sam, I'm going to start with you tonight. Was this worthy of tribute? Was it worthy of praise? So I'm going to I'm going to sit, give it mixed reviews for me. I'm going to borrow from my dear friend, Kate. And say that particularly at the beginning of this episode and several points during the episode, I became confused Kate or confused Sam (laughs) if I'm talking about myself. I honestly felt so unlike the Mandalorian, this move or this show, you really have to know um, the prior Star Wars movies. You've got to know Return of the Jedi. You've got to know who Boba Fett is, where he comes from, the fact that he gets swallowed by this like sand monster thing. And then obviously he's escaping in the, in the beginning of the episode or it's, but what we don't know until later is that he's actually having a flashback of escaping from the, from this sand monster. It was just so, or a dream, um, whatever. I don't know if I call it a flashback or a dream. I have to say, I just found it very confusing. Figuring out like who everyone was was difficult for me. Um, there were some standout uh, people in it. Uh, I I can't remember her name, but the the woman who was uh, the bar owner really love her. Um, love Ming Na Wen, who plays you know Boba Fett's sidekick. She was also the cavalry for those fans of. Marvel uh, from the Marvel series that was on um, Netflix. It was the uh, what's Agents the name of, of that show? Agents of Shield. Thank you. I couldn't. I was blanking for a moment, but I love her in that. So I, I do like her in this this first episode. She's just kind of a you know a badass. I love I love her role, um, but I just found you know I, I didn't love it. I will say. Um, there were like two, I'll call them two fight scenes. The one on the ground with the guys with the shields didn't love. But then when they got up into the rooftops with Ming-Na Wen and the two guys on the rooftops, that part was kind of cool. So I don't know. I, I'll be honest. It, it, I don't love it yet. Um, but I also feel like I'm not the target audience. I feel like Mandalorian, anyone could watch and like it, and I feel like this is more for like the hardcore Star Wars fans. Derek, what did you think? Um, I'm I'm the jury's still out for me. Also, um, I would say I definitely want to see more, but I'm really not sure I love it at this point, which is okay. Uh, I think one I think one episode's too quick to make a hard decision one way or the other. Um. 
I did like that they showed more of the story rather than just told what happened. Um, so they took a book, a page from not Marvel's book on that side as far as showing more of it. Yes, there was no dialogue, but I'm one that likes the visuals. I liked that. I didn't really have to know who the second in command was. Does it help? Sure. But it's, she's either an assassin or she's a bounty hunter or she's someone who's connected to Boba Fett. Uh, as Dan says, and I thought they would, they cleared up the Sarlacc question right away as far as how he survived the, the pit from Return of the Jedi. I'm interested. Think about it, though. If the stormtrooper in the pit was still a clone, technically he was in there with his dad. <laughs> That's not how it works. No, but anyway, um, the I think the major the mo, major domo from the mayor tried too hard. Um, I think that character. I get the idea behind it. I just think it was too much right now, Kate. Yeah, so uh, I am make no secret of the fact that <clears throat> I am much more of a Marvel fan than a Star Wars fan. Um, I do appreciate Star Wars. I have tried really hard to get into Star Wars. I've watched all of the movies. Uh, I couldn't get into Clone Wars, but I'm going to try because I know Gina really wants me to get into Clone Wars. Um, uh, Just so much of this. So much confused, Kate. Uh, I will say I struggled, and I know I messaged the platooners toward the beginning um, with just when he keeps getting beaten and that that was tough for me. You know, I know we watch a lot of stuff, especially with Marvel, where there's fight scenes and stuff, but it's people fighting each other, not usually someone just being needlessly beaten. And that like had that continued any longer, I was going to say, I just don't think I can watch this one. I'll sit on this. I'll sit this one out. Um, I love the girl who is I, I can't remember her name, who plays Melinda May in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She's flawless. Like she can do no wrong. Uh, I'm going to call out Ryan Weimer for a second because he pointed out something to me that is brilliant. If any of you are Parks and Recreation fans, um, there is a quote in Parks and Recreation when uh, I can't even remember the season, but one of the guys is trying to stall uh, for time. He's he's filibustering and he says he talks about Boba Fett and he, director describes what happens in and and ryan you can comment because i know i'm gonna say this wrong but what he says in this filibuster that was many filmed many years ago is what happens with the sarlacc pit and so yeah i'm so glad ryan pointed that out to me absolute genius uh move there i'm gonna withhold judgment for two for a little bit longer It's not fair to judge it after, excuse me, one episode, but it's not, it's not in my top five as of right now, but I'll, I'll give it a shot. So Pete, what do you think? So I am the big star Wars fan of the bunch and uh, up there with Gina, who is our producer. And I was a I fell in love with the Mandalorian, like the first scene of the first episode of the Mandalorian. Um, One of the things as an adult anyways, that I like about star Wars is the influences of 
westerns spaghetti westerns and samurai movies from like the the 50s and 60s and the mandalorian is so spaghetti western and just like right up my alley this show i'm kind of okay with so far i mean it's only one again only one episode in um I do like that we get we're getting some backstory about Boba Fett. I can see where it's very confusing because they're going back and forth between flashbacks and present and there's actually probably more time spent on flashbacks. It would have been nice if they maybe delineated that better than they did just showing him like laying in the back the tank that 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 tank he was he, he was laying in is is uh in Star Wars world that's a called a back to tank and it heals you when you're uh injured and um so like the flashbacks were when he's like in the tank kind of dreaming or whatever but um i think they could have outlined that better um but overall like i don't know the flashback stuff went on a little bit too long with the okay yeah you're getting beat up by sand people i get it you know, I, I get I get what Kate was saying. It's like, okay, we get it. He's he's, <laughs> um, but that all that said, I do. It interests me enough that I want to keep watching it. And um, you know, I think there's potential here for a good show. But it did not strike me the way the Mandalorian did right out of the gate. So, um, Rebecca, I'll let you comment. Um, I'm probably the least Star Wars fan out of everyone, and I've not held back from talking just about how I just can't get into it. Um, I was a fan of The Mandalorian because it was a standalone show. Um, I had something constantly drawing my attention with Grogu in there, so it was really easy for me to follow that one. Um, the complete opposite of Derek, I hate when I have to actually watch the TV to understand what's going on. I love being able to just listen to it and hear the dialogue and understand. So for it to take nine minutes for any type of understanding um, dialogue in the beginning of the episode, I was like, it was kind of agonizing for me. Um, pro tip for me, though, if you don't know anything about Star Wars or you have bad ADHD like I do throw the captions on i was able to kind of understand who people were because it would say speaking in jawin alien language or it would tell me like what language they were speaking in or where they came from and gargolians or whatever they were i don't know but it was a pro tip if you want to use that um the soundtrack i thought was really nice um it to me was similar to some of the things that they used in the Mandalorian. There were those little like sound effects with the, that kind of came off every time the Mandalorian was coming in in that series. If you watched it, um, that was kind of happening in this one. Um, But you, you really need to know about star Wars to understand this one. At least that's my understanding so far. And I know that Gina's already said this one was made for the fans. It's made for people that have loved Star Wars, have followed it, know the backstories and everything. Um, so it's, it's just not going to be my cup of tea, but I'm okay that it's not because we did, what, four TV series of Marvel and three movies, I think, or a movie. Yeah, so I'm okay sitting one out for six episodes to talk about Star Wars for a second. 
Um, so yeah, Sam, did you already go? You went first. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sam, I think you're right though, that this, this is geared toward the diehards. I feel yeah. like. But- well, at least the first episode, that's the thing. It could, you know, I think to Pete's point, um, you know, Mandalorian grabbed us all in that, or at least grabbed me and and Pete. And I think a lot of other people in that first episode, I don't feel like this one did, but it may have grabbed the diehards. But I, I, you know, I think there was, I think there was a comment from one, somebody who's watching, I can't remember who it was, who basically said that, oh, Dan Austin said, I think the first episode, they need to try to connect it back to the movies. I hope moving forward, it will be more standalone. I like they connected Jabba's guards back to serving him. I I actually liked that, the guards too, the, the green pig guys. Um, yeah, but I, I hope you're right, Dan. I, so, I oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say that I kind of understand why this first episode had to have a lot of backstory. Everyone in the Star Wars world needed to know how did this person escape, I guess? How did they survive being swallowed by that monster? So I understand why it needed backstory. I mean, when you think about when WandaVision was premiered, they put the first two episodes out because they probably knew that that first episode was not going to pull people's attention. And that's just okay to understand. Um, I think that maybe... Like one more episode and, and we'll see more of what is he doing now or what did he do after, you know, being getting out of that thing and, and taking over as the bounty for, for that. What is it? Tatooine? 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 Tatooine. Tatooine, though. I like that. It sounds like platooning. <laughs> yeah. And we'll get into what we think needs to happen here in just a little bit, but we've got some, we've got a Great crowd with us tonight. Uh, Gina says a uh, show was made for fans. Let's say we took a character from a movie who was on for eight minutes total, and that's all he was on for. So it's like Hawkeye. All- yeah, it's Hawkeye. <laughs> Hawkeye's on a little bit more, but he doesn't Not have a much. lot of dialogue. <laughs> uh, Steve says he's undecided. I had to do some Googling to check out some timeline details. Yeah. Basically, I've heard anywhere from like the next day to he could not have been in the pit for very long necessarily is the thought um uh, vicky says sam agrees sam mixed about needing to know the prior lore also ryan says i think they make, made boba too nice to the tuscan raiders supposed to be this crazy ruthless bounty hunter and he saves the kid to show he's nice think we need more backstory before we root for him i can i can see that going either direction yeah gina says happy the rex droid made an appearance and max rebo yeah that's Couple things for a couple deep dives there. Uh, we talk, Nick says maybe we want to hang out at Ogas more. Yeah, definitely. Yes, um, I thought it, as soon as that bar scene came on, I was I said to Brian, I was like, "Wait, that looks just like Ogas," and he's like, "Yeah, it is Ogas. That's Tatooine." <laughs> and in the captions, in the captions, it said Cantina or Cantina music playing, and I was like, "Oh." Okay. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Ryan did say Patton Oswald was credited for writing on this episode. Oh, cool. So, um, and then Glenn says he's good with the flashbacks as long as they go back to earlier in the episode or season. Okay. Uh, for this, feel like the Mandalorian would be okay to flashback too. So, I think what he's I, saying there is the comment wants- I wanted to make about the flashbacks was why didn't like they flash back to when he was like a little kid, which would make no sense to any just regular people but why didn't they flash back to when he got knocked into the sarlacc pit 
And that would have made more sense to to people like Kate and Rebecca. And me too, honestly, because I had to be like, wait, where is he? And then it was Brian who reminded me, remember when he got eaten by that that thing in Return of the Jedi? And I was like, like all they had. Yeah, they had to show like 30 seconds of, you know, uh, Han Solo whacking him in the back and 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 knocking him in there. If Gina had not said, I just want to figure out how he got out of that thing, I, I would have no idea like yep. why he was trapped there in yeah. the first place. So, yeah. Okay. So, we've talked about the first episode. Now, what do you guys want from this series? What is what or what should change from what they did in episode one to now? Kate, we're going to start with you. What do you want from the series? What would, what would from the series would make you enjoy the series? I don't know how to answer that question. I don't know what I want from the series because I am still trying to figure out the Star Wars. I feel like there's so much, there's so many different um, I don't even know what the word is. It's not John. It's like there's so many different alien types and languages and planets and Siths and Jedi's and there's there is so much that it really is hard to understand for me. Um, so ask me that question next week. Go ahead, Pete. <laughs> so I'd like to see. I mean, yes, all the fans wanted to see how Boba Fett lived through getting into the Sarlacc pit. Please wrap up the flashbacks pretty quickly. Let's just go with a straightforward story. I really hope they don't spend the entire series going back and forth between flashbacks and, um, and, and the current story. Cause to me, the current story is more interesting to me. Um, as I said, you got out. Great. <laughs> we got that. Now let's let's go let's move forward. We already you know we already got some story with the Mandalorian and we're moving on from the Mandalorian and I'd like to see that. Um, other than that, I don't have any other you know particular. Where do I want to see it go? Um, I did want to mention uh, you know uh, whoever it was that that said about you know him being a good guy and saving the kid. I don't. I thought of that as more like well he's got a he's really saving himself. It just so happens that he also saved the kid. I mean, he's out there in the desert by himself. What's he going to, you know, if he doesn't, if he doesn't save the kid, what's he going to do? He's either going to get killed by that creature, or even if he lets the kid dying and kills the creature, you know, at least this, he's doing it for, for self beneficial reasons. So, um, anyways, Rebecca, anything you want to see more subtitles? Uh, yeah. Um, (laughs) I think I need better fight scenes, more action. Um, not as much as Falcon and Winter Soldier because I was too fighty, but just there, there is a good mix. And I, I feel really bad for just like dogging on Star Wars this whole time because I know that that's some people view Star Wars as we view Marvel, same reason as some people view Harry Potter and some people, you know, all of these fantastic sci-fi series and stuff. So I don't like talking so negatively about it. Cause I feel like if I had been watching it from the beginning, like I have Marvel, I would be over the moon like Gina and Pete to have this character come through and hear their story and, you know, be excited to, to see this. Um, 
but I think I, I just, I also want to laugh or smile a little bit. I think I sat there the whole time, just like watching it and understanding the story and trying to figure out what was going on. Um, so I, I just a little smile, a little giggle every now and then I'm okay with the cute character coming back. I'm all right with that. Um, <laughs> And, and maybe a little bit more action so that we're not just watching him walk through six different sandstorms. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you, Rebecca. I, I would like some more fight scenes like the rooftop fight scene. I thought that, like I said, that one was really fun. I would like some more like funny characters. Um, I would, you know, be happy to see some interaction in Oga's cantina being seeing the scenes in the cantina or the scene really in the cantina kind of uh hearkened me back to watching some like star trek next generation when they'd be and uh, not not the regular next generation it was um i think it was deep space nine when they'd be in like quarks like bar or casino thing i'm going like hardcore star trek nerding you guys right now but um i know there's like the star trek people versus the star wars people but um i i just feel like a little bit of levity a little bit of comedy uh pete i thought your comments about the mandalorian being classical spaghetti western were totally on point i'd love to see a little bit more of that i feel like that that really is like mixing the genres of westerns and comedies and i i just feel like this needs a little bit of that so it doesn't need you know i i would like some new characters it doesn't need to be like so tied to the old characters i feel like it would be better to introduce new characters like we saw a la the mandalorian not the same characters as who was introduced in the mandalorian but the fact that we met a bunch of new characters in that series i feel like that's what this series could use as well so i kind of feel like they could sort of copy the playbook a little bit of mandalorian not in storyline but in sort of structure um and it would do well so we'll see that's what i'm hoping for derek bless you yeah sorry um i want to have something that tells a story arc in one season. I don't want if you know if something's going to be continued, make it a subplot. Like maybe the mayor's not liking him that continues on, but the main plot I think should wrap up within the season. We need a main bad guy. That might be the mayor. That might be somebody else. But we need someone we know we're supposed to root against. And and that goes back to Pete's thing, the spaghetti westerns. You knew, I mean, in the original Star Wars, bad guys were black, good guys were white. I mean, it's so obvious. I don't think we can have a whole season of him building relationships with different people and have it stand up. I just, no. I don't think that would work. Um, I don't think we'll get that, though. I, I, I don't think we will. I don't necessarily think we will either. I, I'm just saying... If we do, this is going to really, really struggle. Uh, Gina says a cute character has been done. Uh, hope we know about the bounty hunter crime lord life. I think that's the direction it's going. Ryan says he agrees with Pete. If it's all, if it's flashbacks all the time, it's going to suck. Yeah, Ryan, I'm with you. I think this episode flashbacks worked because it helped set who the character was. I think we have to be done with flashbacks. Uh, Kate, to your comment, Glenn says, you know, and he corrects it later. There's over 6 million forms of communication, at least that C3PO can understand. Um, 
Vicky says, I do want the show to be different from the Mandalorian. So I hope it finds its own feeling and characters. Yeah. I mean, if you want stuff repeated, just watch episodes seven through nine versus three, four through six. So Steve says, hoping the story catches his interest like the Mandalorian did. Gina says this was directed by Robert Rodriguez and his style's darker than some of the other directors. So that's something to play for. Yeah. He, Dan he says, did. be interested in to who the rival is defined as. Yeah, Dan, I'm with you. Once we know who's attacking them in the streets or who's trying to challenge them would be great to know early. I think it's, I don't know. I'll, re, I'll reserve, reserve my guesses until we have a little bit more information. The mayor to me seems too obvious. So, and then Nick says, yeah, Gina, Gina is cute and definitely a character. Aw. <laughs> All right, so we will be watching Boba Fett for the next peak. There's six episodes or seven episodes? I believe there are seven episodes total. Okay, seven episodes. For the next six weeks, we will be doing and got confirmation from Gina that we will be doing Boba Fett for the next six weeks at least, and then we will be moving on to hopefully if, if stuff works out correctly, some nice Disney animation stuff. <laughs> Speaking of which, from the Walt Disney Animation Studios, the short Far From the Tree, which actually previewed with Encanto, we also watched this week. And Rebecca, going to head toss it to you. Was the short a good catch? Um, Definitely for me, it was. I thought it was adorable. There are so many amazing Disney animated shorts that are out there. You've got Piper, you've got Bow, there's Out, Float, Lamp Life, Dory's Re... I mean, they're list them all to me. I, I absolutely adore them. Um, I love that they're like seven minutes. There's not really anything you have to do except watch the pretty pictures flow by. There's always a message behind them. Um, I also love that a lot of the music coincides with the character's actions and the movements. There was one part where the seagull is like going his head like this and then there's like a flute or something in the back that's like and then the raccoon is like, huh? And does it back and he goes again and I thought that was really cute. Um, How I viewed this short and how I viewed the message for this one kind of was an oath to like gentle parenting and I'll explain it because you have the original adult raccoon and then like the baby, right? And we know the adult raccoon's been in some stuff because it got like this cut across their eye, whatever. Baby's curious, wants to go out. Adult raccoon keeps telling him like, no, 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 screaming and yelling at him eventually goes overboard and then whatnot. He gets the cut on his nose. Well, then that one grows up. It is now the adult raccoon and he has his own little baby and the baby is so cute. He's doing the same things and he knows now like he starts yelling at him like no stop doing that and then realizes that he's acting exactly like his parent was and so rather than just continuing that same behavior he like shows him why you are not supposed to do certain things and why you're supposed to be careful and that's huge for kids nowadays and something that is in gentle parenting and teaching even just telling children no you can't do something doesn't do anything for them, but telling them why they're not allowed to do something allows them to like process it differently. And so I think that it was really cool to see that in a 
in an animation type of way for kids to understand. Um, and it, I think I'll actually be showing it to my students if I can to just kind of show them this cute little raccoons, but behind it, get to talk about it and, and, and move forward with it. So I, I thought it was great. I loved it. And yeah, Sam, what do you think? I'm with you, Becca. I, I loved this. I, I have been, I have been loving all of the Disney shorts. They have just, as you, as you, I mean, as you listed out a whole bunch of them, loved them all. I mentioned on our Toonies show about the um, Us Again short that I thought was fantastic as well. So I'll add that to the list of if people haven't watched these Disney shorts that they keep putting out. Uh, there's just so, so much wonderful stuff there. Uh, this was adorable. I, I loved the animation. The raccoons uh, made me think of the raccoon in Pocahontas, I have to say, because they were very similarly drawn. Um, they were just really cute, um, well animated. They clearly had, you know, fun personalities. Um, I totally agree with the explanation Rebecca gave of the 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 message or the moral of the story. Um you know, if you're not careful and you don't watch where you're going, you might get eaten by a coyote or at least, you know, scraped by one. I, I assume that was a coyote. I wasn't positive on what animal it was, but that's what that's what came to mind for me. But anyway, I, I thought it was great. Derek? Yeah. Uh, to me, this hits at the heart of every parent. Uh, we've all been there acting one way as a kid and then getting on our kids for doing the exact same thing it's it's the mother's curse one day i hope you have a kid who acts just the way you do and the curse works <laughs> uh i love that disney's able to tell an entire story arc with no dialogue and disney is so good at that uh all the way back to wally and that um rebecca i'm gonna disagree with you a little bit Sometimes you have to just say no. And then you can give the reason later. But sometimes it's no, you need to sit your butt there. And I know what's going on because I'm too busy watching out for both of us. I'll explain it later. But no, sometimes you just got to do it now. So. No, and I, and I totally I've been there before, too. And. I don't have kids of my own, but I have 22 that I teach every day and we have fire drills. And sometimes you just say, no, shut up, stop talking. I'll answer any question later, but no, you are not doing anything except listening right now. And you just have, I understand in dire situations, those are, you know, there are time and place for that. But I think just in most cases, and I know it's with popular recently just explaining to children why we do things a certain way or why it's better to do things a certain way makes it easier for them to process that was weird makes it easier for them to process and understand um as they get older so i'm with you kate what'd you think of it yeah uh i think i expected it to be funnier going into it i don't really have any reason for that actually I think I do know the reason for that because it did remind me of Miko from Pocahontas and Miko from Pocahontas is funny. So I think I expected it to be funnier. So it caught me a little off guard uh, when it did have very serious undertones of we carry the baggage 
that from our childhood and what we experienced from our parents into adulthood. Um, and so it hit different than I was expecting it to. I was expecting to laugh and I did not laugh. I mean, I did laugh at the part when the, with the head that did make me laugh. Um, but it also made me feel things like it made me feel, uh, having come from, a childhood of one of my parents going through very heavy stuff in their childhood and bringing it into my childhood. Like it, it hit this hit different. So, um, the animation was phenomenal. I did love how the music complimented it. It didn't have any talking, but, um, yeah, this made me feel, this made me feel emotions. I was not expecting to feel, uh, so yeah. It was good, though. It was good. It wasn't my favorite of all of those animations that you named, Rebecca. Some of those are just so... Um, this was not my favorite, but I did... Uh, I, didn't, I didn't hate it. So, Pete? Muted. Muted. Sorry. I um I really enjoyed it too. Um what I took from it not being a teacher is like we can either learn from our parents' mistakes or we can repeat them <laughs> so to speak. Um but uh I'm going to uh, I think everybody covered it pretty well. I'm going to comment that it was nice to see 2D animation um which we don't see a lot of anymore most everything is now from that comes from Disney and Pixar anyways uh is very much the you know the 3D uh they call it 3D animation right um and this was more i i'm sure it was still done in a computer but i mean it was more the traditional uh flat animation but it still worked really well and um you know i'm kind of sorry we don't see that much of it anymore um that everything has to be 3d nowadays and um uh that's all i gotta say but i i did enjoy it actually it was hand-drawn it was hand-drawn by their animators was it okay wow. yes, it was. so yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I agree with a lot of what pete said too about learning from your parents i not a lot of people know this but like did not have a father growing up until I was about 10 years old or so. And it was rough because a lot of my childhood, I don't remember many memories with my mom at all. And so I, the ones that I did have were very lax, I would say. And I always vowed to have, or to give my children different than what I had growing up. Um, and so I, I guess that rang a lot too for this one is wanting to be different than, you know, like Kate said, bearing the baggage of your parents and, you know, putting that into somebody else um, can be really difficult and hard to overcome. But I liked how Disney was able to portray it with cute little animals. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot from a seven minute short, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's deep. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, that, that's the, that's the beauty of these Disney shorts, right? With, little or no dialogue most of them have no dialogue a handful of them have a small amount of dialogue like out has some, you know has dialogue in it but with very little dialogue how or no dialogue how much they can convey with just animation it's it's sort of it's just the beauty the, the beauty of storytelling right that you can tell a story with just 
um, you know, body language and facial expressions, even with animals, you can do it. It's, it's amazing. That was literally about a dumpling. <laughs> dumpling. <laughs> but it wasn't about a dumpling. It was about a mother-son, right? That, that's what you learned. It literally was a dumpling boy with a mustache. Yep. Like, it was <laughs> awesome. Yes, absolutely. Um. Yeah, looking over here, uh, Steve says breaking the cycle came to his mind. Agree with Rebecca about the message of taking a more positive approach. Yeah. Uh, Glenn can confirm the children who do exactly what their parents did. Yeah, he's mine. And <laughs> the mother's, as I said, the mother's curse works. So, so saw something that I think we all liked this week and saw all of us didn't really agree on this week. <laughs> Next week, going to be probably doing something very, very similar. We're going to be looking at episode two of Boba Fett, and we're also going to be watching Encanto, the feature that followed this story. It's the Lin-Manuel Miranda one. It came out on Christmas Eve. We are just now getting around to it based on our timing. So th that's what we're going to be watching next week. Looking forward to seeing it because I think three of us have not seen Encanto yet. Kate and Pete have so three of us are going to be watching it fresh this week. So one comment on this because uh, um, Rebecca was earlier saying about having the captioning on. We had the captioning on for Encanto, and I found it easier to follow with the captioning on because one, the dialogue in the songs are very very fast, but a couple of the songs are actually in Spanish language, but the captions are in English. Ah, helpful. So even though the music and the and the and the singing is in is in Spanish um, on Disney Plus, the captions are in English, so you get the song yep. translated for you, um, and you could get a little more out of it. So it's it's a pretty good way to watch um, <laughs> if you don't mind the subtitles. Thanks for the recommendation, Pete. I'm yeah. totally going to do that. Well, it's like the honestly, it's like the first time I watched Hamilton. I had yes. to have the subtitles on. Yes. Now I can pretty I much quote anything. the whole movie, but the first time you had to have subtitles on. Yep. So, yep. Guys, if you guys have suggestions, because we are going to have some time coming up here where there's not going to be big things for us to watch, email us at plusplatoon at gmail.com. We need your suggestions. We've got one vault getting ready to head our direction from. Miss Kate over there will be coming in Jan later January. But then we need other people to come on and tell us what some of your favorite old Disney shows are. Please, guys, like us, subscribe, share us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. We're on all of it. Please, we need to get this out. Let people know how much you enjoy us so we can spread the love to more people. We are on all major podcasting programs. And then get over to Apple and give us those five-star reviews if you love us, please. Because that's how Apple bumps us up and gets us out to more people. Guys, we love doing this, but we're going to love it even more if we've got more people involved. So with that, everyone, I hope everyone has a fantastic evening. Stay warm. And we will see you guys next week. Good night, everyone. Happy 2022. Peace. Hey. Thanks for watching this week's episode of the Plus Platoon. Be sure to subscribe to the Plus Platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week. 
Then head over to Apple Podcast and leave those five-star reviews as they help make the Plus Platoon visible to even more Disney Plus fans. Also, go to YouTube and like and subscribe to the Plus Platoon channel where you can watch all future episodes live. If you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Plus Platoon. The Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or the Disney Plus streaming service. All opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the individual hosts and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company. Thanks for watching and be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode because the Plus Platoon is to be continued. Continued.